Hey everyone! Welcome to Soul Story. I almost forgot the name of our show for a hot second. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today I'm joined by... Falcon! It's and I'm me. Alex! Yay! Whoop, Reunited whoop. and it feels so good. <clears throat> so, we're doing our interviews and technically, Falcon already has one. Technically, technically. But that's all the way on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard from Falcon before. We still want to do like a real proper one. More yeah. importantly, because we need time capsule questions. I mean, we want to know right. about you too. But yeah. there's, like, there's a whole experience to this, right? Mm-hmm. Got to do the whole thing. Yeah. And, and now there's been like a year and a half worth of growth too. So that might like change some of your like beginning answers and some other things. So I'm excited. Darn skippity. Pockets. My, my real velour. <laughs> tracksuit i'm wearing <laughs> just My out of from nowhere home. you made this horrible sad face <laughs> well i was i was i was filling up my pockets <laughs> and I, my thumb was running along the seam sensually <laughs> Fuck. and i felt what i thought was going to be like the, the thinning you know sometimes a thin of a, of a seam yeah just trying to get ready to tear and no it was just extra velour <laughs> that's why the sad face though was like oh no it was my what this tracksuit that i love so much that i waited my whole life for falling apart that's not this isn't why we're here we're not here to talk about my beautiful tracksuit i mean we can my beautiful wife my beautiful house uh let's let's just let me find this okay and i mean audience that is listening to this soon you'll get to see the sad and weird faces that Alex and I make. It's so true. Because um, not only are we going to be streaming our game, but you're going to get a whole big dose of the Alex and Falcon show for soul searching. You're welcome. I'm like, parts of me are worried about it because I thought Spencer and BB like have this really good chemistry and they're really good at like just talking about shit. I'm like, fucking Falcon and I, we're great. I ain't worried. We're fine. We're fine. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Well, are you ready for your interview, Falcon? Yes. Okay. So, for those search me. <laughs> those who are unaware or have not listened to any of the interview formats and any of our shows, we follow the same format so that you get to know the cast before you really get to listen to the show. Helps you know us a little better and know what to expect. So, it is in four parts. We have our intro questions. These questions everyone answers. Every show, everywhere answers these questions. They never change. Part 2 is personal questions. You know, there's some light ones, and then we get to some more of the deep, good, good content. Part three is the time capsule, and whether that's the end of the season, or maybe it's six months, it's whenever our producer says so. We'll go back and listen to it and see how predictions came out to be in reality. And then the last section is lightning round. Who doesn't love themselves a good lightning round? Quick questions, ten questions, five of which everyone gets asked. Five are brand new ones for each person. They get mixed up. It's a hoot and a holler, and it's just a fun way to close out our interview. So let's get cracking. Let's do it. So, Falcon, how do we know each other and how did we meet? Um, Let's see. The very first time I met you, I don't even remember the year, um, was at a Hot Rod Louis pinup show. And you were a contestant. And I believe I was judging. You I were. judged for two of those years. Um, You were very cute. And I remember your answers were much better than everyone else's. Thanks. Because they were actually creative and they weren't the, the bog standard pinup answer, which is fine. If you're going to do that answer, that's fine. 
I just prefer someone who is more creative. It's a little witty. Me? Woody? What? Get out. (laughs) Um, And then you and I did burlesque for several years together. Like, I was thinking about that recently. We did burlesque for a while. Like, it was, yeah. it was like four years. Yeah, multiple years worth of time. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Time passes. And like, okay, saying we were in the same troop, though, you were the creative director of the troop. You were a head yes. Goomba, and just from my perspective of things, I was so, I was so, screw you now. No. It's just that <laughs> you were such a role model at that time. I was freshman to 21, and here was this badass babe who owned her shit and took no mercy. And wow, just your numbers floor me. It's okay, we know you as a real person now, but like at the time. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Yes, I was the uh, the grand poobah for a while. I am now just a regular burlesque peon. Regular. Doing my stuff and doing my things. I think that we're, we're going to have a point where we can promote like, hey, go see her shit because wow, her shit's really cool. But I just want to say, like, thanks for like giving me the opportunity too to join your troop. If anything, seeing your leadership too has really helped the development of NSR as a whole. And you know, so some some parts of NSR wouldn't be what they would be today if I hadn't known. Oh goodness gracious! Oh gosh, that's just silly. <laughs> She's getting all fashionable. I don't know if you knew this. I'm a big old goober, <laughs> and um, all of what you said sounds fake. So there you go. Oh, I mean, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's radio, baby. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hey, what made you want to join Soul Story? Well, um, Soul Story was the first ever gaming podcast that I had listened to. No, wait, that's <gasps> a lie. Is it? I think you had me listen to uh, Turn Cloaks first. Maybe. And then... Turn Cloaks and Soul Story were right around the same time for me. Um, but you and I were working at the same place and you said, hey, I want to do this thing. Will you listen to it? And I went, of course, I'll listen to it. That's your friend. I'm going to support your project. And so I listened to the interviews and I had very strong feelings about everyone's controversial food opinions. <laughs> and um, oh, by the way, I have a throwback question for you. Oh, yeah. Did you ever try Starbursts on the East Coast? And if so, are they better? I have not, in fact, tried Starbursts on the East Coast. Because I, the, when I was still working in the office, because I work from home now, because it's the apocalypse, um, I used to go into Donna's office and steal Starbursts. And then I would put them in my cleavage <laughs> to soften them. And a while ago, there was one that was in there for like 45 minutes because I forgot it was Not there. Sure. And I was like, this is soft and delicious. I wonder what these are like. Like, if this is, is this what they're like on the East Coast? Are they like 45 minutes worth of cleavage time soft? That's a good measurement for like anything. You know, you, how long do you put in the microwave for? It's like, how, it's yes. the same thing. Like kind of this vague measurement. Um, I don't have the cleavage that you do, so I can't test that theory out. But there is literally a gas station down the block for me that I can go and try at some point. So you listened to us first, or one of your first? Yes. Yes, it was one of the very first gaming podcasts that I ever listened to. Um, And I listened to it. I loved the world. I was a Firefly fan when it was out, and it reminded me a lot of Firefly at the time. I just loved the character development. I loved the story you were building. And I think... Halfway through the first episode, I Skyped you at work and I was like, 
Hey, hi. <laughs> um, do you need somebody to guest on your show? Because uh, I know somebody asking for me, <laughs> asking for a friend that is me. <laughs> so then I guested in what is possibly the hottest, worst room on the face <laughs> of this planet with you and Moose. Um, May it live in <laughs> Yeah. And it was super fun, and I really enjoyed myself, and then it just kind of happened that you needed me to come back for season one's finale, and then it just sort of happened that you needed some cast members, so now here I am. So, so it was an easy yes, that's what I'm hearing. Yes. I didn't have to convince you, or I, I didn't have to get you a trailer, I didn't have to make sure that all your M&Ms were brown. I, um, I bullied you into letting me on this podcast, is what <laughs> happened. <laughs> I feel like this goes into the, the like, back and forth of all of us neurotic creators of like, I'll talk a mm-hmm. lot of shit on air, like, oh, whatever, I'll fire you. And then immediately I'm like, no, please stay. Dear God, I need you all so much. I can't do this without you. Don't <laughs> don't let me bully I'm you. I'm just kidding. I love you. Do you want some M&Ms or a trailer? I could probably make that work. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> Giant pushover. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Same. Well, again, kind of this idea that you were so formative in these like early adult years I was listening to podcasts at the time, but like not super, super invested. And we started working together. You mentioned like, hey, I think you're really going to like podcasts. And lo and behold, here we are. So this is a good question for you. What are some of your favorite podcasts? Oh boy, how much time do you have? I've got so many because I listen to podcasts eight hours a day almost at work now. Unless, you know, I'm listening to my new addiction, which is the Lo-Fi Hip Hop channel. Of course. Um, Welcome to the hive mind. Yeah. Um, a current favorite that I am re-binging that is also a tabletop podcast is Queens of Adventure. Mm. Um, this merges drag, which is one of my favorite art forms. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I love everything about it. Um, and D&D. I think it's fabulous. Um, the This is just going to be a whole big ad for them now. I am not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um matt is a great uh game master dungeon master goodness I'm, I, I almost called him an mc and that is not what he is <laughs> well, i mean could be argued yeah. but <laughs> um i love the story the comedy is great um everyone on that podcast is super witty and super on it and it's just so fun to listen to so if you like drag queens and you like D, you should watch listen to queens of adventure because it's dope um, what are some other favorites? I do enjoy the broadswords from time to time. If we're talking tabletop podcasts, it could be any. Don't feel pressured oh, to just do tabletop. Whatever, whatever you like. Um, well, to. the podcast that got got it's got me started in the whole podcasting world is Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, gotta love some true crime and some comedy all squished together. Um, let's see. So there's Last Podcast. What else do I listen to? I'm a true crime nerd. Again, welcome to the hive mind. <laughs> There's a reason we're friends, yes. Yep. Um, so, of course, I, I do listen to my favorite murder. I tend to skip through some things um, to get to the good stuff, so to speak. Um, but I do love, let's see. Um, did you know that Dateline is a podcast now, by the way? Yeah, you were telling me that. <sighs> 
So there is nothing more satisfying than listen listening to Keith Morrison be sassy on a regular basis. Like he said OMG in one of the episodes in like the Keith Morrison voice and I had to take a break for a minute cuz it was my favorite thing about that week. <laughs> so anyway, I like Dateline. <laughs> Um, I think lore is really well produced. Um, the sister show to lore, Noble Blood, is really well done. God, let me check my phone. Let me see. Let's just see what we have here. I think you're like one of my favorite people to ask podcasts like advice or recommendations for because you do have this nice cocktail of stuff that you like. And Mm -hmm. it isn't just creative Mm -hmm. things. There's a lot of nonfiction that you listen to and... I don't get to listen to it as much. Again, when I used to work eight hours a day where I could listen to podcasts, great. Now I I pretty much have one or two that I have the time to listen to on the regular. But um, it's nice when I see you pop off my DM, like, hey, have you heard of this one? Go listen to it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's nice. Okay, I'll go listen. I I listen to a lot of different things. Um, I really enjoy Ologies, which is Allie Ward's podcast. Uh, The tagline for that is asking smart people uh, stupid questions. So she has a different scientist on and they talk through the ins and outs of their trade. She's had everybody on there from mixology. They just did a huge thing on virology because of the apocalypse. Of course. Um, Let's see. I do enjoy Sawbones. That is my my one McElroy podcast that I listen to. Oh, good. I'm Uh, I'm so glad you found one. I know. Like, that's probably one that I push (laughs) on people a lot is like McElroy content and... Fuck, fuck. My member brother, my brother and me, is, the cure is my depression. But I am glad that you yeah. found a show right? That, that that's exactly. enjoyable for you to listen to. What are some others? I really enjoy uh, Disgraceland. Disgraceland is a rock and roll and true crime podcast. Oh. Very, very good. Um, they're also doing a series on the 27 Club, which because I love Nirvana, because I am a 90s kid, primo content. Super good. Um, but I think I've yammered on about podcasts for quite some time now. Did you want me to list like 12 more, 18 more? I probably cut half of those already, but at sure. least the people on Patreon will get the full interview. So Yeah. <laughs> well then, my next question for you is how long have you been gaming? Whether that's video games, okay. tabletop, Let's whatever see. you consider gaming. We had a regular Nintendo when I was a kid. I was just telling my boyfriend this today. We played a lot of Excite Bike which is the motorcycle racing one. Um, and we played a lot of slalom, which was a downhill skiing one. I never played Zelda because I was bad at it. And I, and to this day, if I am bad at something, I'm like, this is dumb. I quit. <laughs> but I did watch my brothers play Big a mood. lot of Zelda. I watched them play a lot of Mario. Um, let's see. I didn't really start more gaming until after college. Because that's when I got into my number one time waster, World of Warcraft. We're going to talk a lot about World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, World of Warcraft is my jam. (laughs) She says that she's wearing her Um, new Alliance sweater. Yeah, my brand new Alliance sweatshirt. (laughs) Listen, I play Horde characters too, so don't come at me. Uh, I started tabletop gaming. When did I start tabletop gaming? In July, in that really hot room. It was so hot. I just you guys, I forget about it until you were Miss mentions it. I'm like, fuck, you're the right. The amount of clothing and, like, in the that room <laughs> was so small. And all three of us had like wet cloths that we kept dunking in cold water. 
so we could like put them on our head. I froze bottles of water for Alex and I so we could put our feet on them. And when you went out of the room for a break and came back in, the heat and also, bless us, the smell (laughs) hit you like you were running into a wall. Like, there are three sweaty people in this room. It's just because you couldn't run. the, The apartment didn't have AC. The fan was super loud. And it was such a small room. Like, I don't even know the measurements, but it was a square of a room. And it was small with one person. It was small with two people. The second you threw three people in, huddled around one microphone, all of our knees touching, sweaty, gross knees It touching, was at least 95 degrees that day. It was so bad. The thing, the thing we do for, like, you, you always hear podcasters talk about, yeah, I'll sit in my closet, which is also a very great way to make sure that you minimize sound and echo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things you do for art, man. <sighs> You're welcome. I felt so bad because I think while that hadn't been the hottest day, Moose and I had already been used to doing hot day recordings. So I was just telling Falcon, like, hey, so you know, it's going to be fucking warm. Dress appropriately. Bring water. (laughs) Like, as if we're getting ready for a workout. It was hot yoga without the yoga. I also brought popsicles. That's true. You brought Rocket Pops, right? (laughs) I, yeah, I became, I came prepared. I was like, yes. Well then, so as as you've grown from Nintendo to tabletop, do you have any gaming superstitions? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> so when we started playing Dungeons and Dragons, the world's largest dungeon, um, when I was setting up, I start getting ready to record like an hour before we're supposed to be ready because I'm just that kind of person. I set up my recording. I get all of the different stuff that I need set up and all of the windows are like perfectly sized. So they all fit so I can see everything at once. Um, I get my dice out and I put them in their little box that I use as a dice tray and I have to roll a 20 before I start recording. It hasn't held us back too long. No. Because I get it done before. There was one time where I remember hearing you roll, and we were we were just sitting around bullshitting before the recording. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You're yeah, like, I gotta get my twenty. Mm-hmm. I gotta get it. Um, it's fine. It's it's fine. I just have to do it before we start. Because during Extra Life, I didn't, and I rolled like crap. You had some shit rolls during Extra Life. I had some terrible rolls. Oh goodness. In the world of gaming, a lot of us like talking about our most heroic moments. The time we killed the dragon, the time that we came together as a team and outwitted the GM. What I care to hear about is our worst mistake, because that makes for a wonderful, wonderful story. The uh, the example I was giving Miriam is like, <laughs> that, that song of 100 bad days make 100 good stories, 100 good stories make me interesting at parties, mm-hmm. is like my jam right now. But it's, it's that kind of mentality of just because... You know, <laughs> um, you, you have a bad day doesn't mean that you don't get a good story out of it. And this could right. be something that you did as a mistake, like as a player. It could also be something that you did purposefully that then end up having bad results, even if you were aware. So what's your biggest gaming fuck up? I'm trying to think of any that I have. Because I think in the Patreon interview, I talked about when my friend Sam fell asleep during a dungeon and he <laughs> Leroy jenkins into a boss and all of the, her flunkies. And we were like in a dungeon that was five levels above where we were supposed to be. And this was like four hours into doing that dungeon because we were grinding for gear. <laughs> so I think we talked about that one. <sighs> I think probably the most recent gaming fuck up is just not knowing Rowan's 
spells and stuff better. Oh. Because if I had known what and not flipped a red joker. Um no black wait, joker. I flipped a black joker, that's right. If I had not flipped that and if I had known better what to use, maybe Rowan would not be the Oracle of Malifaux right now. <laughs> it's so bad it's i feel like it's probably a distasteful joke but it's so yeah. fucking true to what yeah. happened so, so like, basically um, what do you do i flipped a black joker and rowan my character in the season one finale made some decisions and a mannequin thanks alex don't look at me like that <laughs> came up behind her and now she is paralyzed from the waist down and uh jared and al left her in a burning building Granted, the cops were coming, but yeah, they left her in a burning building. Was it burning? Mm-hmm. Why was it burning? It was either burning or there was a smoke bomb. Yeah, it was a smoke bomb. I think that was a big part of it, so that uh, Ken threw down a smoke bomb. I'll have to tell start. It's been a while since I listened to the finale. Unimportant, but that's definitely the smoke element and the guild officials. Hey, baby, or Al, Al left you his gun. <laughs> his good gun. <laughs> that's true. The gun true. that was attached to his manifested power. <laughs> <laughs> We love him, but what a dumbass. Miss you, Bam Bam. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's my ga- my biggest, most recent fucked up fuck up that I haven't that I've not talked about. Well, and, and you know, there's something to we'll, we'll put the big asterisk caveat for you too. It's like you know, spell casting this game is it's a lot. Spell casting in any role playing ta- tabletop role playing game is a lot of rules, a lot of mechanics going to it. Then you have Malifaux, whose rules are janky already. You haven't been playing in months. And while we've done like a kind of like, okay, here's a step by step, it still isn't nearly the boot camp that I make people do nowadays. Mm-mm. And, uh, or what I've, I've learned too from that experience is when I have guests come on, it's like, here, just hit this number. If you don't hit this number, don't worry about what happens. Like, I don't give them the full rundown of everything that they need. Uh, we, we simplified a little bit. But so, you know, your DM could have been nicer yeah, to you in that. Yeah, there was regard, no avoiding it. But you it. also flipped a black just, joker. So. <laughs> the circumstances just kind of led to that. It was a bad time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's get to those good, good personal questions, yeah? Let's do it. So, while you're sort of kind of really are new to tabletop role playing, you aren't new to the gaming community. As you discussed, college, you discovered World of Warcraft. Indeed. So, how did you get started in that? And tell us like, about your first character and your like, main character, if they're not the same. Sure. So I got started because I I had two friends that were roommates and they were roommates um, that uh, they wanted to play. And I went, this is dumb. I think this is boring and dumb. And I don't understand why we're sitting here for hours watching you play this game. I don't get it. (laughs) So finally, one night they sat me down and they went, just create a character. You don't have to play. You can make her pretty Character here. Creation. Look, here's where you can change her hair color. You can make her this style and you can you can make her an elf. You can make her whatever you want. So I sat there and I went, okay, well, night elves are kind of pretty. And I like that they have that their eyes glow. And that's kind of <laughs> cool. And oh, I could make her have purple there it hair. Is. And, oh, no. <laughs> and then it was five in the morning and I was a level 12. So that was my very first character. Her, She was a hunter because I play hunters almost exclusively. I like DPS characters. Um, so hunters, warlocks, that sort of thing. Because I, I play WoW and I love WoW, but I am by no means good at it. <laughs> oh, that's a mood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I play the kind of characters that were described to me as the Kodak of um, MMORPG characters. They're point and shoot. That's 
you know what? There's a reason they make a variety of difficulty levels of, of classes. 100%. Yeah, I played a priest exactly one time, and I died so many times, and I just went, this is Let's not Let's talk about how not, fucking supports are godsend, and people who can play good healers should never be trifled with. No. They're not afraid of God. A good healer is worth so much. And there are not a lot of people that are great at playing healers. No. And there's like the whole stereotype too, that if you're a girl, you're playing a healer. I am one of the worst healers. If I'm a healer, do not trust me. Because no. I, I won't. I, won't. I was I okay I when I, just, I played I a druid it. healer. <laughs> also because we cheated and got the app uh, where you can just have everybody in a, like, there's just a, an app that you can put on WoW where you just have to press a button and you can just press everybody's health bar and it heals them. I don't remember the name of it. But that was the only time I was semi-okay. Because I cheated. The the thing that I've learned is that if I if I don't play like a just a true blue healer, right? If I can find something that's like a paladin or a tank that does a buff or a healing over time or something that just because I'm hitting something ends up healing people, I'm great yeah. at that. But again, it's more that I'm doing sure. attacking. It's just that it has yeah, I'm, other I consequences. I tried a paladin once too, and I was crap at that. So just went right back to to my little hunter and her meat shield, and everything was fine. So tell me about your main character. My main character is also a hunter. Shocker. Um, she's. I finally have a full level character. She's one twenty. Um, I think that's full level now. It's been a minute since I've checked on that. Um. She's a hunter. She collects rare pets and rare mounts. That's mostly what I'm in the game for. I love finding the rare stuff. Um, there are so many hours spent camping specific pets and so many hours running specific dungeons. I have probably spent more time running Ice Crown Citadel than I have doing anything else in the game. There is a mount in Ice Crown Citadel that I want called Invincible, and it is uh, like a skeleton zombie horse that can fly, and I want it so bad. <laughs> and its drop rate is so below, so far below 1% that I just have not gotten it yet. Plus, you can only run to get mounts to drop once a week, so. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, God, you have such more patience than I do. I couldn't do it. Luckily, my boyfriend also plays WoW. So just because you've run one character through doesn't mean you can't run a shitload of other characters through because mounts are account wide. I was gonna say, are they transferable? Mm -hmm. That makes it easier. Mm -hmm. Maybe you up your chances of it. My next question then is going to be, do you have a favorite zone in World of Warcraft? My experience in EverQuest, like I know exactly my favorite place is just to hang out that's pretty or because of the monster type, the quest lines... What was your favorite zone? Northrend. Tell me about it. 100%. So Northrend is also where Ice Crown Citadel is. And <laughs> it's the whole storyline about Arthas and my girl, my girl, Jaina Proudmore. So um, Northrend was this kingdom that uh, was run by the Menethil family, I believe. If I get this wrong, so many nerds will come and they will find me. Um, you run dungeons for pets. I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're already like, this is dumb. Whatever. I just mean, like, you're definitely not dumb. Like, there's different kinds of players, right? Yeah. You're not someone who is, oh, Jesus, well, you may no. enjoy the lore. You're not going to, like, know every detail because that's not what you play. Yeah. Anyway, so the son, Arthas, um, 
was like the great white hope and he used to be a paladin and he was in love with Jaina Proudmore, who was this very smart chick who went to Dalaran, which is like the city for all of the scholars. And there was a they, they had romancy things, but then um, there was a plague and uh, oh God, it's been so long since I've done all these. Anyway, Arthas went mad with power and he's the one that you the final boss that you beat in Ice Crown. And it's his horse, Invincible, that he brings back to life because he got into a riding accident when he was a kid and accidentally killed his horse. And you, Jaina comes and there's a whole big thing and there's a, a whole quest line where she goes to try to like talk him out of this stuff. But she, he's already too far gone and it's just the whole thing. And I just love it. Okay. Oh, whoa. And I even went full nerd and read the wow book, like the novel that they write about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me your lunch money, nerd. I don't have any. I'm <laughs> <laughs> poor. So anyway, long story short, Arthas and Jaina are like the great love story in Northrend and in that in that time frame. And it's near and dear to my heart and I love it. And I also just that area is all winter. It's all covered in snow at some sometimes. Um, let's see. And it's all kind of it's based on Norse gods and Norse mythology. It's dope. I like it a lot. I love it. I love that you like immediately knew, like, yep, it's this place, <laughs> right her. This whole reason, you didn't even like wait a second for it. It's good. I'm glad. I know what's up. So those were some of like, the easy questions, right? Oh, yeah. So for some of us, being a noob, quote unquote, is kind of a faraway memory. It's been a while since we've been really new in the gaming community, and particularly role-playing, right? Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, what's it like being new to role-playing in this sense, right? And are there any similarities between what you do uh, burlesque, other acting experiences, and role-playing? Okay, so that's a uh, multi-layered question. So I'm going to start with what's it like being a noob? Being a noob is equal parts terrifying and exciting because I think I counted out, I learned four different gaming systems in I think six months. We threw you into the fire. <laughs> if you count Malifaux, because we were doing... We were doing Extra Life, we did Vampire the Masquerade, we did D&D, because I had never played that before, and there was one more. Oh, I and I learned the Fate system. And none of those were familiar to me. I had never played any of them. So I got a real quick and dirty tutorial on all of them. Outside of the, you know, panic research that I did <laughs> when I knew what games we were playing. Um, but it's fun. It's a really good opportunity to stretch my acting skills and my performance skills in a way that is completely different from burlesque, but is also along the same lines, if that makes sense. There's a lot of the having to be able to roll with the punches with gaming and with burlesque, because if a costume piece malfunctions, you got to figure out either A, how you're going to get it, get out of it, or B, what you're going to do because that costume piece has fallen off two minutes before it was supposed to come off. I hated that. God, oh my that was God. the worst. Fuck. <laughs> so you're like, boop, boop, boop. Oh, hey, my Here boobs are, are out like Yay. halfway into the song. And that was supposed to be <laughs> my end button. Only seconded to Great. when you just lose a pasty. Right. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. 
And then you have to do like the rest of the number with your hand on your boob. <laughs> like this if is my hand it. pasty. Yeah. If you figure it out first. Um, so yeah, all of that said, it's all about being able to get in a situation and say yes and carry through it and still come up with a good serviceable product. What do you think are some major differences? Oh, goodness. My clothes aren't nearly as shiny when I'm gaming. (laughs) That's your choice. (laughs) Listen, sequins are uncomfortable, just period. Having to sit in sequins? No, ma'am. Like, I saw a lot of dudes complain about Harley, Harley Quinn's costume change from when she was in Suicide Squad to when she was in Birds of Prey. And I know for a fact that none of them have had to wear full sequin booty shorts because they would be quiet if they did. Because them full sequin booty shorts that she wears in Suicide Squad are fucking uncomfortable. You have never had a bunch of sequins cut into your thigh meat, white dude that is mad. We don't have enough time for us to talk about Harley's costumes. <laughs> oh, did I hit something there? Did I push a button? Oh, there's, there's so much I want to say, but that's not what this, this episode's about. <laughs> put your pants feelings away, Alex. You got to put your pants feelings away. This is about yeah, no. me. That's why we just got to move. We got to move past it. Um, big differences. Um, audience interaction is different. Uh, in terms of burlesque, you get that immediate audience to performer interaction, obviously. Um, here, I actually don't hear much from fans. I'm on the Discord, and people are, are super nice there and super great. I'm just a lurker. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller sort of thing. So that's different. I'm trying to think in terms of other... There's there's a bunch of obvious differences, like having a live audience and is instead of having, like, an audience that's not in the same room as you, of course, and... I'm sure there are other differences I could talk about, but my brain is... That's okay. I didn't give you these questions beforehand for you to like sit and think on them. uh, Because you know me, I like getting people's like fresh perspective on things. Sure. But no, we don't have to talk forever about this. I was just curious if you had any that came jump to mind. Yeah, the live audience versus the not live audience. It's just, it's different. Yeah. And it also doesn't help that we record things so far in advance. Right. this, This time, I can let you know, we are recording this at the end of March, and this will be in may but that means we have about a month worth of episodes already locked loaded ready to go so it's not only that it's a delay of from that night and then being like okay like when you order something online yeah but why isn't it here yet <laughs> it's 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 also the element too of well well shoot i don't even, i couldn't barely remember that episode by the time it actually airs exactly yeah that there's super delayed gratification <laughs> uh, let's see what's my next question for you Okay, so we're talking about, like, first-time experiences, right? Yeah. If you could experience anything for the first time again, what would you experience? Anything, ever. Seeing Rocky Horror Picture Show live for the first time. Tell us about your first time watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. So the first time I saw it was a live theater production. Uh, The University of Montana did it. I was a freshman. Um, I was an English major at the time. And I saw the show, fell in love with the show, fell in love with musical theater, um, and decided immediately that I wanted to start doing theater. Um, Blew my mind. So fun. So irreverent. Um, I personally really enjoy theater that doesn't block the audience off. 
there I don't like when there's a fourth wall. I've never been good at fourth wall musicals or any kind of fourth wall theater. It's just not for me. Um, I enjoy having that interaction, that give and take back and forth with audience members. Would you want to experience it in the way of reliving that moment or would you want to like see yourself experience it? I think I would want to see myself experience it because there was a whole journey that happened. I knew that I wanted to do some kind of theater when I came to college. I grew up in a really small town. The only theater that we had was when Missoula Children's Theater would come through. Um, For those of you who don't know, Missoula Children's Theater is a touring company. They bring in the entire set costumes in a little red truck. There's actually a documentary called Little Red Truck, I believe if you wanted to find that and watch it. And then they cast everybody and they put a show together in five days. But yeah, um, I did Missoula Children's Theater all through elementary and junior high school. And then when I was in high school, I was no longer eligible to perform with them. So I did backstage stuff. I stage managed that sort of thing. So I always wanted to do theater, but my first real experiences with it didn't come until college. Well, that's all I have for your personal questions. Whoa! Yeah, we kind of bruised by that. Good, easy, uh, easy questions. Good, thoughtful answers. I like it. I hate me. All right. Anyways, time capsule, time capsule. Can't see us dancing, but we're dancing. We talked about it in the beginning of this episode that, you know, we we go back and listen to these. And it was really fun during our finale soul searching to hear these and you were there for that even though you weren't a part of the initial interviews and i don't know it was just it was fun having everyone kind of chuckle and listen along right for sure so we're gonna do that again yes time capsule question number one what do you expect will happen in the game i expect that there's gonna be some full-on shenanigans shenanigans shenaniganery Um, I know the character that I have created and the character that Mike has created and the character that Muriam has created, the the three of them together is going to create such a fun little ball of chaos and just slapstick stupidity on on my character's part that is going to be hilarious to listen to. I imagine there are going to be so many scrapes and it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be good stuff. All right. Question number two. What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to some really fun roleplay moments. Um, I already have such great energy with Miriam and Mike. I think that we're really going to gel together even more and just become this really fun unit. And I think it's just going to be fantastic. We got a new trio. I'm so excited to see what y'all come up with. What kind of shenanigans? Last question. I'm ready. What do you think your character will achieve? (laughs) Um, I think that she is going to... I think that she is going to actually be successful at something that she is pretending to be good at for a crowd. I think she's going to bumble her way into actually doing something productive and important, even though that's not her, her jam. She is not a productive or important person. As much as she would like to think she is. Well, we'll have to wait and see. See what happens. What what fate has in store for Wheezy. I hope so. Wheezy White. Wheezy White. <laughs> Wheezy LeBlanc. That's um, Heloise Armandine LeBlanche. 
I can't wait for her to correct fucking people as they mispronounce her name. And guess what? We're going to have a bunch of NPCs do that just so I can hear that gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're almost done. We're now at the lightning round. Yay! The rules are... Okay, I have a bone (laughs) to pick with you before... We get into the lightning round. I talked about this already, and it is some upsetting opinions that you have about food. <laughs> yes, okay. Mm-hmm. What, what about it? Why on earth do you eat SpaghettiOs cold? <laughs> Who hurt you as a kid? No one hurt me. Why are you... <laughs> Did you get, did you have a can of SpaghettiOs explode in the microwave or something? And that's why you can't eat them as they were, as God intended? Why are you attacking me? I, we had a perfectly good interview. Because <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Have you had cold SpaghettiOs? No, because I hate SpaghettiOs. Okay. Well, so there's that. You're not wrong for hating SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs are not a good food. Let me just say when I say I love cold SpaghettiOs, it's me being fully aware that they're not a good food. Um. It's like watch, like saying you love The Bachelor. You know it's not a good show. I'm with you. Stop me from loving it. I'm with you. Fritos, jalapeno cheese dip. Okay, but I eat the shit out of that. Yeah, it is known that my food taste is a little wonky. But <laughs> listen, together we're human trash cans. It's fine. Our food choices just put us right in the garbage. I, no one. To your original question, no one hurt me. It is a delicious summer treat, <laughs> and I just need people to get off my dick about it. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it, unless you don't like SpaghettiOs, in which case. But here's the thing. Okay. I like cold SpaghettiOs. I hate Chef Boyardee. Right. Is that the right? Yeah. Like, I cannot eat the canned ravioli. That shit's disgusting. That's gross. I want nothing to do with that. Same. I don't Agreed. Like... Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just SpaghettiOs that I like. That's, mm-hmm. like, canned pasta. And it has to be cold. I will not eat it warm. Because then something about the tomato sauce tastes too irony or thin or there's just something about mm-hmm. the sauce once it's hot it's, me- it's metallic it. tasting but okay so it's like metallic tasting when it's cold <laughs> but at least it's that's fair uh, i don't know i don't know i won't defend myself i don't need to <laughs> i'm not taking questions at this time <laughs> i also have some pretty controversial food opinions <laughs> i don't like cold sandwiches like if I eat a sandwich, it has to be a hot one. Like, it has to be grilled cheese or, like, a meatball sandwich. Like, a, a weird cold ham sandwich with cold cheese and cold bit. That's disgusting. It's gross. I won't stand for it. And on the flip, I really hate hot sandwiches. Because, <gasps> okay, no, listen. Listen here. You see how slow I eat. Yeah. Therefore, the bread gets soggy. The, the, the mixture that's inside gets gross. Cold cheese that has been heated and gets cold is disgusting. <gasps> oh, yeah, no. Civil War, here we come. You don't like grilled cheese sandwiches? I'll eat a grilled cheese sandwich. But, like, but you have to eat it right away. Yeah. So, like, I, I, you know, some people will, like, eat the grilled cheese sandwich and then, like, eat some of their soup. Like, no, I have to annihilate that sandwich first. And then I'll eat the soup. That's just who I am as a person. Like, food gets annihilated anyway. Because it's delicious. I mean... Because it's wonderful. We're not taking questions at this time. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, cold sandwiches, no go. They're disgusting. You can't change my mind. One of my favorite Tumblr bits is the, are you taking criticism? No. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be taking cold sandwich that I Girl. have to try suggestions. Make it, make it I like, even uh, make, like make my grilled, my uh, uh, peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I toast the bread first be- so it's hot. Grilled paper tray. Fucking amazing. You are missing out. If you have not done that, it's like a donut. Yeah, God, a grilled so PB&J. It's delicious. 
Okay, enough attacking me. I gotta attack you now. Okay. No, Sorry. it's okay. You're good. I just, I, I love, <clears throat> I honestly love being called out. I needed to get that off my chest. Because <laughs> we never talk. You had to do it in a public forum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love you, Falcon. I'm so very excited for soul searching <laughs> and for you to be on this show with me. I'm excited too. This is going to be a good time. Okay. Lightning round. Quick answers. First thing that jumps to your brain. You ready? Hit me. Three, two, one, go. Biggest fear. Snakes. Pick a burlesque prop. Uh, feather boa. Superhero or supervillains? Antiheroes. No. Fuck. Supervillains. <laughs> Planners or highlighters? Planners. Favorite smell? Citrus. Do you like sparkling water? Yes. What flavor? Uh, my current favorite is the Aha Peach Honey. The fuck are you- d- We're gonna talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that at a later time. Elves or dwarves? Oh! Elves. Who's- Who are we kidding? Elves. Ed Gein or Ed Kemper? Oh! I feel attacked. Ed Kemper. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, boy, getting psyched about serial killers. Audiobooks. What's your favorite type of die? A D20, a D6, a D12, etc. D20, I think. Nice. That's it. We did it. We survived lightning round. Yay. Whoa. And you survived your interview. I did. Hooray. So, thank you, Falcon, for being here today and for joining the show. Well, thanks for having me. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest? This is the time. Well, let's see. We talked about food opinions. I'm not going to talk to you about cheesecake because it's just... I was waiting for it. (laughs) It's upsetting to me. But I think (laughs) we've solved it because if people offer you cheesecake, I can just be your cheesecake offsetting. You take my olives. It's correct. Yeah. Just be like, I hate this and I'll just take it for you. It's fine. It's, it's, it's It's called economy. It'll be wonderful. It's fine. You wouldn't understand. It's a completely money-based system. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've been doing a long-standing joke of, you wouldn't understand it's couture. Now I think I'm just going to start saying, you wouldn't understand it's the economy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Okay, well, if there's nothing else, anything else that you should know about you that I missed, or... Oh, I don't think so. You feeling, you feeling known? Feeling well-loved? I think I'm feeling pretty well-known. Okay, well... That's all I got. That's all all she wrote, folks. Thank you for listening. And hey, we're starting season two. This is going to come out at the same time as your intro. Woo! It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. And thank you for joining us for season two. Thanks for sticking out this this hiatus period with us since, Yay. God, October? November. Because, well, October we had our Halloween. I think we haven't had a, a true soul story since September. Something like that, yeah. So it's been a while. It's been almost like six months. So Whew. longer than that? I don't it's know what's bad. Anyways, thanks for waiting for the through that uh, long period of time. And we are going to just tear the season apart. It's going to be rad. You should probably follow all of us on Twitter. You should follow the No Show Radio Twitter. You should join our Discord. You should subscribe to us on all of the things on Spotify. You should rate and review because that's dope. And we like those. Um, we, we have a lot of stuff. Like, if, you've, if you're if you bored, we have this t- honey-do list of stuff you could do for us. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on all these places that we're at. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's say goodbye, then. Goodbye. 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 goodbye.